The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's the Ringer Gambling Show, presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back, and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like 3-Minute Markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus, 18 plus, and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler and visit rg-help.com. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. The East Coast Bias Boys are back this Tuesday before Thanksgiving 2022. We got Raheem Palmer, Joe House, yours truly, John Zestremski. The Thanksgiving card is amazing. The Sunday slate in the NFL coming up is absolutely abysmal. And House, I think we have to start here. The double-digit favorite has been a monster loser all year. Well, we finally had a double-digit favorite go and lay the smackdown last night. And that's a team that you and Raheem and I all happen to be invested in And once again, we get a reminder for when the Niners have everybody playing and when they're at full strength. And I know the Cardinals stink and Kingsbury's a bad coach and it's Colt McCoy and whatnot. House, I feel like I say it week after week, dude. I love the fact that we have this Niners future bet, man. This is fantastic. Yeah, so this is the version of the Niners that we imagined. We were sitting together in August. I was on the beach. I could see the water out in front of me. I was tipping tipping my toes in there a little bit. We were talking through the various versions of what these teams might look like over the course of a 17-week season because, again, this is this new version of the NFL. It's really a marathon and not a sprint, so you got to be patient through the first portion of the season. you got to weather the storm in terms of injuries. This version of San Francisco, the combination of their health right now, so I'm knocking on wood because you know every week we're seeing guys go down, But this version with their health, especially on defense, and then you add in McCaffrey and you see the immediate chemistry between McCaffrey and Jimmy G. Like Jimmy G has the 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 very best uh, outlet. The guy, his his second option, his third option, McCaffrey standing there catching is always plus yardage. It's always good yardage after the catch. And this is why, you know, they're saying on the broadcast last night, uh, well, do we really, you know, think that anybody is better than San Francisco in the entire NFC? And it's tough to make the argument uh, from my point of view. Um, Look, I mean, we kind of got to slow down a little bit. They they did play the Arizona Cardinals. So, I mean, I am really high on the San Francisco 49ers team, but I still think it's a three-horse race. I mean, you're looking at the, the San Francisco 49ers, you're looking at the Dallas Cowboys, well, my Dallas Cowboys, and then you're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles. And I just think, you know, depending on home field advantage, um, just various matchups and who plays who. Uh, I think it's I think it's pretty wide open. Well, I don't disagree with that. I, I think we would all agree those are probably the three best teams in some particular order in the NFC. 
And the crazy thing is, guys, one of them is going to end up as a wild card. It's possible that two of them end up as wild cards if Seattle ends up holding off the Niners for first place in the division. Like, Huss, you could have a scenario. It's not totally outlandish. We're talking about the Cowboys and the Niners who played in the first round of the playoffs last year where the Niners went into Big D and beat them. Is it crazy to say that we get a 4-5 matchup in about eight weeks or so of the Cowboys this time going into San Francisco? Like, that could easily be the case. And then one of those teams is out before you even get to the divisional round. No argument whatsoever. And I totally agree with what uh, Dream just said. The thing I'm interested in as we sort of size this up, and we are officially in uh, contender versus pretender season. I mean... There, we, we've got Thanksgiving, we've got food, we've got the, the, the weather change. Now it's time to start going ahead and, and circling who's really got a shot coming down the stretch here. The one team that I'm interested in, and they're uh, in an interesting, interesting spot um, this weekend, is Tampa. I want to see this version of Tampa. I'm wondering if, if they found something in Germany. The most important thing for Tampa was health on the offensive line. Um, but they're they're only laying three points uh, this coming weekend on the road at Cleveland. Now that number it opened at three. It might be up to three and a half by now. But that's an interesting uh, team for me for, in, in the NFC. And then you know we'll round it out with Minnesota, who we're going to get another uh, opportunity to check out on Thanksgiving night. It is the 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 sleepy uh, trip to fan classic with uh, Kirk Cousins in prime time. So. Let's let's see what we how we feel about Minnesota after Thursday night. No doubt about it. I'm looking forward to these Thanksgiving games. I got some thoughts on that Buccaneer team two house because Tom Brady had some pizza in my neighborhood. Uh, oh. cheating on the TB12 diet. I I mean, listen, Giselle added a picture, angry Tom, like they're eating pizza. Like I I feel like Tom is ready to say, all right, it's FU mode. You know, let's go. <laughs> Where'd he go for the pizza? Uh, Del Rocco's oh, up okay, on sure. uh, Hicks Street in Montague. For those okay. of you who know Brooklyn, New York, I know it. I couldn't believe he was there. I went for my afternoon run. I'm like, holy smokes, Tom Brady's going uh, and bringing the kids for pizza. But Raheem, I want to get to the Cowboys, your beloved Dallas Cowboys, because they were good to me last Sunday. We talked about it on this podcast. That Viking line stunk. The Vikings were coming off their win of the year against the Buffalo Bills. We're at home and were an underdog against the Dallas Cowboys. Raheem, I had the Cowboys every way imaginable. They were super impressive. Tony Pollard was a beast. That game was never in doubt. I'm trying to figure it out. If this is going to finally be the year, we get an extended run out of the Cowboys in the playoffs. Because Raheem, they have all the ingredients, dude. They have the defense. They have the running game. Let's see if Dak Prescott can win in the month of January. You have been burned by your Cowboys plenty of times over the years. Where are you standing right now in your confidence level of Dallas moving forward here in this NFC? I think Dallas is completely for real. And, I mean, you're looking at a team who, with Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, they have one of the best pressure rates in the NFL this season. To me, that defense is it's, it's probably the best unit on the field in any, sing, in any matchup. And, like, when you look at the opposing NFC quarterbacks, who do you feel really confident in going in there beating this defense? Maybe it's an older Tom Brady. Maybe it's, oh, it's definitely not Aaron Rodgers at this point. So it's just, I, I, I love what the 49ers have built. But to me, I just I just think this, this in a playoff setting, this Cowboys team can run the ball and they can play defense. I just, I think the sky's the limit for them. I'm going to be honest with you. I actually have them power rated slightly ahead of the 49ers. So, and I know the Eagles, I mean, people are going to say, oh, the Eagles are the best team. But I just think in that matchup, in the second half of that matchup against the Cowboys, the Cowboys fought back. And we all know Cooper Rush really isn't a good quarterback. He spotted them about 14 points in the first half. And that was still a game down the stretch. So the Cowboys don't turn it over against the Eagles. I, I think those are equally matched teams. I'm looking at the odds for the NFC as we speak. Philly plus 220, Niners plus 350, Dallas plus 480, Minnesota, even though they're 8-2, and two, plus 650, Tampa plus 700. House, I'd rather put my money on Tom Brady at plus 700 than Kirk Cousins and the Vikings at plus 650 any day of the week. 
I well, that's think not it's close. that's not fair. The really no, interesting thing to me, it, it is fair. I was, fair. There, it's one hundred percent fair. fair. I'm not that's touching not any Minnesota money. No. Why would anybody play? If you're not from Minnesota, why would anybody play Minnesota money? We're going to see that same issue that that uh, the Vikings had on Sunday. We talked about it on the Friday pod with Warren Sharp. That Christian Darrisaw is an absolute game changer for them, and his inability to be there. He's a top 10 PFF rated lineman uh, top, you know, against the the run and, you know, top whatever, eight, seven or eight against the pass. And they had absolutely no answer, the Vikings, to that uh, Dallas pass rush. And now we have coming into uh, uh, Minnesota and because <laughs> of prime time, but New England pass rush that that has the blueprint. They just watched it. They have the ability to to bring pressure. Um, but to me, the interesting future, I'll do a little bit on both. I don't mind, um, putting some on, on, on Brady and the bucks. I mean, I really do think that this is the home stretch kind of version of them that we might, that we saw back in 2020, right? You remember how they got hot? They got healthy and hot at the right time. Exactly. Um, and I think we, we could be in, in store for a repeat of, of that, but, uh, Dreams Point is absolutely on the money. Dallas is complete. I've been on them all season long. They've been great. Um, that defense, he, he, he's absolutely right. It's the fastest, most athletic defense. So as long as they're healthy, that's that's the key. I would have loved for them to have grabbed another receiver around the trade deadline. Just a little more depth that receiver would have made me happy. I mean, Michael Gallup's back, but is he like back back? Where's that vertical threat coming from? I would love for them to have that as well. But look, man, playoff time, NFL playoffs, it's run the ball and it's defense. Possess the ball. Squeeze the life out of the game. And Dallas is built for it. So I I, I like that future. All right, fellas. I have two AFC futures I want to run by you. We'll run through the rest of what we saw on Sunday. We got to get to these Thanksgiving games. Shockingly, they're all good. All that is next here on East Coast Bias. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. So boys, there are two intriguing futures to me in the AFC right now, and they're not the big boys. And I'm curious to get Raheem's take on where he'd rather invest. Raheem, would you rather get involved now with the Tennessee Titans and good old Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, or would you rather get on board with the Cincinnati Bengals, who just had a good win against the Steelers, they're getting Jamar Chase back, tough schedule in November and December, but team that won the AFC a year ago. I tell you right now, you can get in on the Titans, or you can get in on the Bengals. Cincy 25 to 1, Tennessee 27 to 1. You got to choose one. Where you invest? I mean, in. it's, it's easily the Cincinnati Bengals. When you look at the Tennessee Titans, this is a 7 and 3 team. Guess what their point differential is? Plus 8. Amazing. Like when you look at the Minnesota Vikings, they're like they're one of the worst 8 and 2 teams in the league. They're 8 and 2 with a point differential of a minus 2. So, like the Tennessee Titans, obviously, they do this year in, year out. They kind of just be able, they just have the ability to sneak out wins under Ravel. But at some point, as I always say, there's only so long faith does can pretend. We all know that this is going to fizzle out. This is not a team who's going to the Super Bowl. Now, you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, they're easily the better team. They're six and four with a point differential of plus 50. And when you have a quarterback in Joe Burrow who can just kind of just overpower you offensively. That's what happened with the Steelers last week. They just, and they didn't have Jamar Chase. So the upside is greater. This is a team who last season, we saw them get hot. And the one thing I'll say about the Cincinnati Bengals is that for whatever reason, their their second half defensive game plans 
they tend to slow teams down. So you're looking at a team with higher upside. Give me the Bengals. I mean, Coach Lou for the for the Bengals at defense. Staten we Island's t- Coach Lou House. Staten we, we Island's were, Coach Lou. All people. Hey man, he showed himself. He showed out last year in those playoffs. We were all watching the second half of Bengals games in those playoffs, and we're like, how are they choking the life out of teams? And it's just Coach Louie comes out, and it was a nice derivative up to a couple of weeks ago, betting the Bengals to win the third quarter every every week. I mean, they were, they were coming out and holding teams scoreless. I mean, the point differential in the third quarter was incredible because nobody was scoring against the Bengals in, in, in the third. So I, I'm with Dream on, on, on that future for sure. And fellas... Ironically enough, and I didn't even think of this, but I should have considering I know what the damn card is for Sunday. The Bengals go to Tennessee. Probably the highlight of a miserable one o'clock window. And Raheem, much like the Cowboy-Viking game from a week ago, the Bengals are favored on the road against the Tennessee Titans. I know we're going to get to best bets. You can circle this one, Dream. I'll be taking the Bengals. That'll be one of my circle plays this week. I'm, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a point where it's just like, I don't know if I want to personally bet against this Titans team because for whatever reason, they just they just sneak out these wins. But my model actually makes that like two and a half. So I, I think there's some value there. <laughs> all right. We're going to get to the rest of the Sunday court in a minute. Um, we'll get to the Thanksgiving games in a minute. But House, I have to go here, bud. Because last week, a week ago, I mentioned your Seawards as a potential playoff team. And you kind of were shooting me down. You said, JJ, no chance. Don't buy it. Bah, bah, bah. And I know you beat the Texans. The Texans are absolute trash. I get it. But let me lay it out for you. You get another win this week against Atlanta. Not a given, but you get another win. The Giants have a brutal schedule coming up, and they are beat up. They lost their best corner. They lost one of their top receivers. Their receivers aren't any good to begin with, and they lose Wendell Robinson. And you, my friend, have not won but (laughs) two games, heads up, with the New York Giants, and that gap is shrinking by the minute. A week later, Joe House, are you ready to get on board with the commander as a potential playoff team? Absolutely not. Under no circumstances wow. am I willing. So it, we wow. didn't change anything. Even a lion win did not change anything. Okay. We'll know the answer in less than a month because it's it's exactly what you just said. The C-Words have Atlanta this weekend. If they're able to handle their, their business, they're 7-5. and five, And what they're going into is back-to-back games against the New York Giants. It's very weird scheduling anomaly. And the C-Words the have a bye in between those two Giant games. So so super weird, but we will know whether or not they are legitimately still in the playoff uh, hunt um, in, in less than, than a month. I, I think they take care of business against Atlanta. We're very excited here in Washington. You can feel the buzz. Coach Rivera is at the gas station and, and people are stopping and coming over and, and congratulating him. And, and, and my man, Taylor Heineke, keeps giving out uh, Jordans every week. He gives out Jordans to a different group. It's just a great uh, bit of chemistry that's come into the mix here. But, you know, uh, at, 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 at some point, you just have to, like, tap the brakes, look at reality in the face and recognize this. It's, it's an eight win team. It's a nine win team. Could that squeak into the playoffs in the NFC? It seems like a, it would come down to like a tiebreaker kind of situation, but I'm not ready to to say, oh yes, see words, put them in that in the in the playoff conversation. NFC is too deep. I mean, they still have to jump over teams from 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 the West. Uh, you know, both both Seattle and San Francisco are are in that mix. Um, but I kind of get own division the sense is the issue. Three NFC East teams are going to make the playoffs. You figure, all right, Seattle, San Francisco, we'll chalk them in there. Whoever wins the lowly South, boom, you chalk them in there. North is going to be the Vikings. The Packers, to me, are dead and dead. They're not getting the 10 wins. They're not making the playoffs. Philly and Dallas are in. So, Raheem, the way I kind of look at it, if it's not the Giants, then it would be the Seawards. That's kind of how I'm looking at the playoff picture at the moment. And the Giant playoff odds, dropped dramatically after that line loss. They went from like minus 250 to make the playoffs on FanDuel. Raheem, I'm looking right now, Giants minus 144 as we speak to make the playoffs. 
Well, you, I mean, you know, at the beginning of the season, I have my plus 220 ticket on the Giants to make the playoffs. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping it gets there. But I, like, I think House made an interesting point about the, the, the Washington football team. Well, the, the commander's schedule. It's like for them to have two, two different games against the Giants um, and them being behind. And then, look, they have the 49ers, Browns with Deshaun Watson, and the Dallas Cowboys. I think there's value on taking the no for them to miss the playoffs at minus 184. And the Giants, for whatever reason, I, I know they slipped up against the Lions, but I think they have a little easier schedule. I mean, granted, they do have, I mean, they have two games against the Eagles, two games against the Commanders, but like the Eagles could have everything wrapped up by week 18. And that could just be a game where they just, you know, they're able, they're able to play against backups. So, the Giants are one game ahead. I, I, I would lean towards the Giants, to be honest with you. Raheem's still going with that giant, giant, giant playoff proposal that we it's had an, at the beginning It's of an the amazing, year. what he just said is an amazing point because the Seawards have Dallas as the last game of the season uh, and the Eagles have, have the Giants. And those last games for, for Dallas and for Philly may not matter. So no, that's 100% it, right. You might right? be getting could Gardner Minshew and Cooper Rush, but... Because, House, if it's – the Cowboys are locked in as the five seed. Right. Why are you going to play Dak Prescott? The Eagles Absolutely are the one right. seed. Why am I going to throw Jalen Hurts at – now, I get that they would have a bye and maybe you don't want to go two weeks without playing, but, like, you want to have injuries at that point in the year? Not me. No, you got to be careful. So, it'll That's be fascinating. Why, if, if you're the Giants or the Commanders, go win the two games against one another, you find your way to the playoffs. All right. That's right. Thanksgiving games. I, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, House. Because I feel like the Thanksgiving games for the last couple of years have been dreadful. Like, you maybe get one good game and you get a couple of clunkers. I am legitimately intrigued by all three of these games. And then when you look at the Sunday slate, it's like they took all the good games away with Bills, Lions, (laughs) Giants, Cowboys, Patriots, Vikings. Awesome Thursday slate for Thanksgiving. Terrible Sunday slate. Well, think about how funny it is that, that we're all intrigued by Detroit. By a Detroit home game. We've been watching this for however long, 25, 30 years. Detroit hosting the 12 o'clock, you know, 1230 kickoff Thanksgiving Day football game. And and historically, they are brutal. And historically, Detroit is brutal. But all of a sudden, the Detroit Lions are on a win streak. They won three straight games straight up for the first time since 2017. And they're they're out there doing it with their secondary. Amazingly, six interceptions in the last three weeks. They're winning games. Aiden Hutchinson is that guy. He's everything that they hope for and a bag of chips. The Detroit defense all of a sudden now, you know, look, I don't want to overstate it. I don't want to puff it up. I know Dream is sitting there like, come on, House, take it down a notch. But they are the difference in, in 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 these games. They're producing turnovers where before you know we got into this little bit of a winning streak, they were able to to, to not do anything. Uh, and guess who averages more turnovers uh, per game in 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 the entire NFL? I think you'll be surprised to, to no, learn it's that the it's, Buffalo Bills, Josh it's the Allen. Buffalo yep. Bills. That's exactly yep. right. And the Bills, I, I I think this is right. You guys tell me if I'm wrong. Did they go home after that game on Sunday? I think they did. I mean, it's an wow. hour flight. I think Come they did. On. I could be wrong. So if I this think is they inaccurate, did too. The, the feeling that I got from hearing about their plans, snowstorm, Cleveland game, and Thursday game, is that they were playing the Browns, they were getting back on a flight, and then they were probably going to leave, I guess, on Wednesday morning for this Thanksgiving game. I think. I don't love that. I don't, yeah, I don't that. like that at all. It's a lot of points out there. Um, and, and you know, I, I again, I, I am very much in touch with reality when it comes to the Detroit Lions. But this is this is not, you know, the Detroit Lions of the past 25 years. I think I like the points, but but let's just talk Ooh, it through a little okay. bit. So let's, House let's is in on the Lions. Raheem, Bills, Lions. You have a strong lean? I'm going to go with the Bills here. I think this is a spot where the sports books are going to need the Bills. And can you honestly believe, uh, Raheem, I'm sorry to cut you off. Can you honestly believe that you just uttered out of your mouth? The sports books are going to need the team. Everybody was betting at the beginning of the year to win the Super Bowl. 
against the lowly Detroit Lions. Like, think about that for a minute, Raheem. Isn't that crazy? That it's it's insane. And it, I mean, when you look at like historically, the Lions have stunk on Thanksgiving. I mean, home underdogs are two and twenty six straight up on Thanksgiving since two thousand. Um, you know, they've really struggled against the spread. So I think road favorites against the Lions on Thanksgiving since two thousand five. 13-0 and 0 straight up, 10-3 and 3 against the spread, covering by almost nine points a game. So, I mean, when you're looking at a Lions team, I know they've played the, the Giants, who have been lucky all year, and then they've played the Bears. They won two straight cold-weather games. But that hasn't changed much for this team. And you put Josh Allen, you put Stephon Diggs on a fast track. And I, th- I think this is a game where, you know, the Buffalo Bills, as I always say, they can take them into the deep waters and drown them. <laughs> all right, I'm going to break the tie here. House, I love you. I can't take the Lions in this game. It's okay. I My feelings aren't it. hurt. It, Listen, they, they are awful on Thanksgiving, number one. Yeah. And I, I just think Buffalo is the ultimate frontrunner team. They're like the ultimate bully team. I think their offense puts up 40-plus points in this game. Like, this is where Josh Allen is slinging it all over the field. The Lions have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And I actually like the fact that I can get the Lions – off of this winning streak. Like, I, <laughs> when do you get the Lions off of a three-game winning streak, for goodness sakes? I think this is a bully spot for the Bills. I do. Like, it scares the living daylights out of me that I think two of these games for Thanksgiving are, like, such obvious, no-brainer, clear-cut, tease candidates. Like, I, I cannot stress this enough. Like, who said house? Who says no to a Buffalo Dallas two team teaser? Like, how does that lose? Do you do you know how much money I've already invested in that? I mean, I'm as soon as those numbers were, were I'm opening right up, there with you. listen, I, I hate doing. the tease, yeah. especially in 2022. No, in 2022, <laughs> the tease has not been good to me. It just it hasn't been good to anybody. Oh, I, I gotta say, these are JJ. I gotta disagree with you. Like, why is that? Um, because first things first. You're looking at where these lines are. The books have teaser protection on these lines. So you're Why, looking to get them at, at three and a half? Y- yeah. So it's like you're looking at the bills at night. Like at, the line is nine and a half. Uh, so you're teasing six points and you're getting minus 120 on them at three and a half. You're not crossing off those key numbers of three and seven. Um, and it's the same with Dallas. So I wouldn't recommend teasing these games. Yeah, Dream, I I pay the juice for the seven point tease. Uh, yeah, and I it, was gonna say and, I think you it's know worth why. paying it. I do. You, you I know agree why. With that. But but the, I, but the thing is, you're you're gonna be that's paying. Right. You mess up it's the, so the value. It's so expensive. That's like right. I mean, especially nowadays, like there's some books on seven point teasers who are charging like minus one fifty. Yeah, I I got it minus one thirty. But you know what happened? I'm sitting there last night watching. Uh, San Francisco, drag Arizona, Cliff Kingsbury out in the in the in the deep waters, the way the dream likes to say it. And I'm like, <laughs> man, let me look at this Thursday card. Let me let me put something together. And I just am not comfortable with laying all those points with either uh the Detroit, I mean with with Buffalo or, or or Dallas on on a short week like that. Um but I was like, oh, let me just get a little tease. And that's all that happened. It's just a, th- you know, a Monday I, I'm night. Not mad. It, a th- I'm not I call it a jo- Thanksgiving tease tradition, you know? Like, yeah, you got to throw right. in the annual Thanksgiving tease. That's right. It's a th- that's right, I, I'm JJ. not mad at it. I, I think it's a, it's a good, fun thing for Thanksgiving. But I definitely want to clarify the math just for anybody listening. Oh, there smart. you go. Listen, when in, when in doubt, listen to the numbers, listen to Raheem the Dream. All right, we'll come back. Uh, I'll tell you why the Cowboys are going to absolutely smoke the Giants. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Okay, Raheem. This game's near and dear to your heart. Giants taking on the Cowboys. I know the Giants have been spunky all year. I know they're incredibly well coached. They're probably better suited in the underdog role. Dude, Dory Jackson's not playing. Wendell Robinson's not playing. And I just think, in some ways, reality is starting to set in a little bit for this Giant team. They can't play from behind. You saw that in the Lion game last week. I'm a little concerned that it's the Cowboys off the big win and the Giants off the loss. And the Cowboys have been awful on Thanksgiving Day recently. I understand that. But Raheem, doesn't this scream smash spot for your Cowboys? 
Oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we, we spoke about two teams earlier that we felt like were really lucky. You're talking about the Tennessee Titans and you're talking about the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants are probably the luckiest of all those teams. This is a 7-3 and three team with a Pythagorean expectation of five wins. So they've really under, they've overperformed all year. And like I said before, it's only so long fake thugs can pretend. And the, I mean, this, this Cowboys pass rush, even in that first game, they got to the Giants pretty heavily. Um, I mean, they won 23-16, but I just I felt like, you know, obviously the Cowboys offense was a lot different with Cooper Rush than it is with Dak Prescott. So I would be leaning this direction too. But, you know, coming off that big win, it's kind of scary for me. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, my model points to the Cowboys. Everything kind of points to the Cowboys here, but there's just something about this Giants team which is probably going to keep me from truly getting involved in this one. I just... The, the Cowboys have really struggled on Thanksgiving. It, it's just something off about this game. I can't put my finger on it. I'm going to be honest with you. Interesting. Okay, House. We have a lean? Um, it's not a big lean, but I, I'm on that, the same side as you guys. It's got to be the Cowboys. The problem is all of the injuries on, on the offensive line for the Giants. They have a right tackle issue. They have a left guard issue. They have another right... They, they, their backup right tackle uh, is ding. The center... Is ding. I, I just you, you, when you get a cluster like that, especially in, in the in the line in the trenches at the at against the Dallas Cowboys, the the true strength, perhaps the the the, the greatest pass rush in in the entire NFL, the Dallas Cowboys. We've been tout, I've been touting it all season long, going up against a, a dinged uh, Giants offensive line. Man, I I just can't I just can't get there. It's not going to be a huge investment. I much prefer. Uh, teasing Dallas down. I, I think it's eight and a half. You can get them down on and a six point tease to, to two and a half. But I already put Dallas in that seven point tease alongside the Bills, so I could get through the key number. Um, but you know, I, it, it's got to be Dallas or nothing from my perspective. All right, and now we have one more game, and I think it's the toughest game, maybe the pick of the three from a standpoint of who is going to win. Um, it's the smallest spread of the bunch. And it's the overvalued eight and two Minnesota Vikings house against the Podfathers, suddenly spunky, six and four, top defense, offensively challenged New England Patriots. This actually, though, house is my favorite game of the three to bet. And oh. I could not wait to bet it. I already have a wager fired, signed, sealed, delivered. Dude, I love the Patriots in this game. I get Kirk Cousins in prime time. I get a Patriot defense that is fierce, that can get after the quarterback. And I know Mac Jones stinks. And I know they could not move the ball against the Jets and couldn't finish off a drive. Doesn't this reek of Kirk Cousins stinker? Doesn't this have Kirk Cousins stinker written all over it? I'm on New England in this game. I think they're winning outright. The, the problem is the same problem that Minnesota just had on Sunday, which is protecting Kirk Cousins. And we know that Kirk Cousins, we, we you know, we have a, an example from the four o'clock game on Sunday, staring us right in the face of his ability against against the pass rush. New England has a formidable, formidable pass rush. Good uh, sack rate. And, and look, they, they Belichick is absolutely knows the vulnerability of Cousins and, and the Vikings and the discomfort of Cousins against the rush. I mean, uh, the Vikings are, are all the way are down to two and a half. They opened it at, at, at three. And I think the look ahead was maybe even uh, greater than that. I think the look ahead might've been like three and a half. The problem is you have to hold your nose and just watch a lot of, I guess, Harris and Stevenson sharing the ball and hope the, the the Mac Jones dink and dunk. Uh, you know, you just have to like, you have to be in 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 the turkey stupor and be comfortable. Maybe it's an extra glass of wine as well on the couch and just not get yourself worked up watching that 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 New England offense because it is so ugly. Dream. Yes, yeah, I mean it's uglier than masterpiece sneaker. Um, I, I think the pl- I think the play here is the the first half under. You can find twenty one. Um, I don't think there's going to be a lot of points in this game. Um. House already spoke about New England's ability to play defense. They're second in pressure rate, right behind the Cowboys. So the, the recipe is there. You blitz Kirk Cousins. You put him under pressure. I think, you know, I, I was reading out the stats before I picked that Cowboys game. Kirk Cousins has a 42% completion rate under pressure. 
Um, I think he has a 66 passer rating under pressure. If New England can get pressure, they can absolutely win this game. I initially like the Vikings coming into this game just because I like to take teams who come off a blowout, but I, I can't take the Vikings in this spot. I think I'm going to be looking at the first half under 21. That number's not going to be there by game time. It'll probably be like 20. So you want to make sure you get that key number. So I would kind of grab that ASAP. Well, and, and JJ, the the total for the game is at 42 and a half 42 on FanDuel and a half. right I'm now. It right now on FanDuel, correct. Dream, why wouldn't you just play the whole game under? That's true. But you know what it is? I always like to play these first halves. Um, just because I noticed that a lot of times these NFL games in the second halves, they tend to take a, a, a life of their own. They can get a little <laughs> sloppy, a little crazy. Yeah, they get a little crazy when, you know, if one team goes up, you know, 10 points or something like that, the other team is passing. But I think you're right. I think you could probably grab the full game under and be okay. All right, boys. I got two plays I want to run by you for the Sunday slate. And I have to admit, it was very, very difficult for me to find games that I like this week. We're kind of ahead of the curve. It's Tuesday. I'm thinking Thanksgiving. These games feel like they're a lifetime away, but in reality, they're not. And, you know, i got to make some plays. That's what we do on East Coast Bias. House, the first one I gave out, I kind of hinted at it. I love Cincinnati this week against Tennessee. And I know Tennessee going against them is maddening. Vrabel is one of the best coaches in the league. I, I just think it's the theory of why the Bengals favored in this game. Tennessee's been red hot. Tennessee's at home. I think it tells you that Vegas likes the Bengals a lot more than they like the Titans. And I think they need this game. Like, I, I believe in that. Like, Cincinnati needs this game a lot more than Tennessee does with where they stand in the AFC South. I'm in on the Bengals this week. I love it. It's probably my best bet of the week. I'm already in. Give me them on the money line end at one and a half. Bengals minus one and a half. Are you on board? Yeah, I'm on board with this. I I, I uh, absolutely uh, adhere to the notion that this is a it's a must win. All they they have a ter- a tough schedule coming down the stretch. Cincinnati does, and I, I just you know the version of what what we saw out of them in Pittsburgh taking care of business. Now I don't like back to back road games against you know really good coaches. You're going from Tomlin to Vrabel, both road games, but it's just if if Chase is back. You just can't deny the talent part of it. And I'm knocking on wood. I mean, again, we just keep seeing Joey B on his back. Like the, 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 they, they did not solve the offensive line problem uh, in, in, in Cincinnati. And Mixon uh, is in the concussion protocol, I believe. Uh, I don't know what, what, where he stands here on Tuesday in terms of the likelihood of him playing. But they have to create some opportunity for Burrow to get rid of the ball fast so he's not on his back the whole game. But it's just, to me, the offensive talent with Chase's return for Cincinnati that you know gives him the slight edge. The line's only like one and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it, if it's, it goes you know even even a tiny bit lower um, as the week progressive. But that, that's my, I, I'm, I'm fine with taking the Bengals in this spot. Am I getting an endorsement, Raheem? Yeah, I, I, I think I think you're you're right about this one. I, I really do. And it's just like I'm always looking for spots to fade the Titans. I'm personally probably not going to be on it just because, you know, the, the the Titans, for whatever reason, they just find a way to sneak out these games. But I think if you're going to play it, I'm not mad at this one. All right, the second one I got for you, fellas. They're coming off their bye. We haven't seen them since their debacle in Munich, Germany. Raheem, the Raiders on the road, plus three and a half against the Seahawks. Seahawks have the better coach. Seahawks have been the better team. Maybe this is a little bit of a rat line because it almost seems a little too good to be true. But I just don't buy the idea that the Raiders are covering this number and winning this game. Seattle as a three and a half point favorite. Can I get you to buy in on that? Ugh, this this is this is tough. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I just it's one thing to get Seattle in the role of an underdog, but when you're asking them to cover three and a half. Even against a bad Raiders team, it, it's still, I, I'm struggling with it. <laughs> I'm going to pass on this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I like the idea of it, JJ, because the three and a half is basically, you're saying that that's, that's uh, the home field advantage, really. It's just uh, Seattle holding serve uh, at home, coming off the bye. Did they get, you know, um, the sufficient rest from coming back from Germany? We know what kind of disarray. The Raiders are in and, you know, the, the Raiders bounce back performance last week, you know, where they, where they, uh, uh, um, you know, grab, grab the win, um, in overtime at, uh, uh, Denver, 
it just feels like, you know, with the version of, of the Raiders that we've seen all season long, which is enormous uh, inconsistency, it's not that big of a number to lay with the Seahawks. But like the, the question is, what version uh, of the Seahawks are we going to get? Are we going to get that first half version or um, did, did Tampa just show the world something? Um, even if Tampa showed the world something, though, I don't I don't know that that Vegas c- can do it. So, I, I mean, I, I understand the, the the narrative of it. Um, I, I endorse it, but I don't think I'm going to play it. Fair enough. All right. So I got full fledged endorsement. It feels like with the Bengals, not so much with Geno Smith and the fighting Geno's in Seattle. But we'll take that for what it is. All right. House, I'm going to start with you. The Giants were not kind to you last week. They were not kind. You got on board. Didn't end up Did going so I hot. I couldn't remember. See, this is so funny. Uh, by Friday, I was already off the Giants. I, oh, wow. I, I, we, so we t- said it just goes to it. show you by Tuesday and Friday, the narrative and the conversation could change a lot with you. I well, like the it. information changes. And yeah, as you go through and you know model these things and more information comes uh, available, I was already off the Giants by the time Friday came. My favorite bet last week was the over in that Atlanta-Chicago Bears game. And you had to sweat it a little bit. Um, but as soon as they, they got tied, that, that number was close around 49, 49 and a half 40 so were some 48 and a half as soon as they got to 24 each I was like okay good we're, we're done somebody is going to score I, I at least a safety and we'll get to the number <laughs> on that hey, one when there's but, a will there's a way okay so it's Tuesday it's early but do you have a best bet potentially lined up it's got to be Tampa it's got to be Tampa speaking of teams coming off of the bye the version of Tampa we talked about it earlier I'm ready to include them in the conversation for, you know, potential NFC uh, 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 conference champion. I think that, that you know, if their health, you're seeing on the offensive line, if you check the injury report, it looks like those important cogs are, are starting to come uh, back and, and be available to them. Tom Brady coming off a bye has an incredible record. Tom Brady at this time of year has an incredible record. The number feels short, and part of why it feels short to me at only three points at Cleveland is because this is Jacoby Brissett's last game. So what, you know, what are you getting out of the Browns offensively? Now he looked not bad against the Bills last week. He he was okay, but you know, back-to-back road games um for uh the Browns and I I I just I'm I'm not uh uncomfortable laying the 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 points with Tom Brady. I'm endorsing. I got no problem with yeah. that. Yeah, I'm definitely endorsing it. I, I just think this is probably one of the oddest spots that we've ever seen as, as, as far as, like, a team this late in the season who, like, a quarterback is playing their last game before they go to somebody else. I, I just think the way this Browns team is playing, it, it almost feels like their season is over. So they, they're just going to be prepping for next year. And I, I just think the Buccaneers, off of a bye week, uh, like, they're starting to get it rolling. Their receivers are back. I mean, Brady, 8-3 and three against the spread, 73% on the road. I, I, I like Brady here. All right, Raheem. Best bet for you, sir. Going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm a little wow, mad. Wow, we got to wait till Monday night for this bad boy. Awesome. Yeah. I'm a little mad that this line actually moved this morning from plus three to, to, to plus, um, I mean, to plus two and a half. But I think you can get some cheap buys to, to three out there. I just think last week, a lot of people were on... Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, they call it like a rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. Uh, that's but an action network. Those guys, just yeah, saying. I was on them. That, that's an action network spot, Dream. Don't they call him rah-rah Tomlin? Yeah, that's what they call him in, in, in those big underdog spots because Tomlin typically performs pretty well. I actually was on the other end last week. I was on the Bengals last week just because I felt like that Bengals offense can kind of just overpower them. And I think that's what we saw. But I think this is not a spot where Matt Ryan and – that that Colts offense is going to be driving up and down the field at will. I think this is a, a low-scoring game. I'm going to be honest with you. I think this is a spot where the Steelers could win this game outright. Um, I think the Colts kind of, you know, they had that tough they, they had that tough game against the Eagles, and they eventually didn't get it done. And the one thing you'll say about Matt Ryan is he's just good enough to kind of break your heart. And ultimately, ultimately, they didn't get it done. They gave up the touchdown at the end. And... I think this is just a bad spot for the Colts coming off of that loss. I think the the Steelers, they, they t- tend to bounce back in the role as underdogs. So I'm going to sprinkle something on the money line, but I, I like the Steelers at plus three. You can buy it up if you can get a cheap buy to three. And you've seen this with the interim head coaches. House, normally a game or two 
you get that bump, like everybody's rallying around the coach. It's also, it's a rah-rah fired up. And then reality kind of sets in. Like I remember that with Dan Campbell and the Miami Dolphins. I wouldn't be surprised if you have that with Saturday in the Colts. Well, I, I thought that was going to be this past Sunday against the Eagles, but man, they, they, they showed out. I was, I was impressed. Now I don't have any problem with the articulation. And, and I think, you know what, the way I, I, I like that, that Steelers money line parlayed with the under that 39 and a half, like tell me the, the scenario under which these two teams combine for even 30 points. I, I can't get there. I, I, I'm happy to see Pittsburgh go to Pickett, And I, and I was happy to see a little picket to Pickens because I do think there's a future there, but man, that kid, He's just a kid and and you you can't you can't kill him but he just not was not up to the task. He had a good first half, he was on script, the Steelers were on script, everything was fine and then the second half came and Cincinnati is like, "Okay, youngster, here, look, we're going to we're going to show you some some NFL defense." It just was it, it was three and out and three well, and out and three and out. Well, he had great field position too and did absolutely nothing with nothing. it. Yeah, I'm still a little salty. And I think House is still a little salty <laughs> about Steelers plus three and a half last week. I am. I'm not going to lie. House, and they got that quick four and out where they ended up kicking a field goal. Like the backdoor touchdown potential was there I, and we yep. just got jobbed out of it, dude. Yeah, it was exactly. There. It was there. I know, but. I, I don't. I'm not worried about that with uh, Matt Ryan and the and the Colts, even though they get to be home. I like that Steeler pick. That'll be a play for me on Monday night. I think. All right, we'll come back. We got Ben Simmons return to Philadelphia. What a perfect way to end East Coast bias with uh, the ghost reappearing. Uh, will he be afraid to shoot a layup or uh, shoot a jumper? God only knows. All right, we'll come right back. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. So we close things out with the Tuesday NBA card. Raheem, Ben Simmons return to Philly. Brooklyn laying seven and a half. No Joel Embiid. Mm. High number, though, Raheem. That's a high number. Yes, it's an extremely high number. But, I mean, when you look at the Philadelphia 76ers, and we're going to be talking about this, myself and Chris Ryan, on the Philly Special Podcast. But I, I mean, love the shameless plug, by the way. Fabulous I job. mean, we're we, we trying to build up something. So, you got to plug it. Um, But you got Joel Embiid, James Harden, and Tyrese Maxey all out for Philly. So... This game kind of loses a lot of its luster here. Um, I think Ben Simmons, I mean, he's been playing well lately. He's been he really has, aggressive. Give him credit. I rag on him a ton. He has been playing well for Brooklyn, shockingly. I, I, I think he's going to come out there and perform really well, especially considering the fact that, you know, none of our stars are there. So um, I think the Nets can cover this number, but I don't think there's any value, really. I, I think you you kind of want to play some Ben Simmons props. I mean, why not? I mean, he's returning. Wow. Can he's you re imagine that? How it's the idea of playing Ben Simmons props, and I don't well, even think it's crazy, Raheem. Let's let's talk this through because Dream's right. Uh, we 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 lost the the matchup that we we kind of deserve here. But one of the things that's that's been interesting with Simmons is he's he, they got him out now playing over thirty minutes uh, a game, and and he is you know filling up the stat sheet. You know, the one area where he's not filling up the stat sheet is the free throw line. He played 35 minutes, I think it was Sunday night, and only took one free throw. You know what he's going to be doing against the Philadelphia 76ers? You know what they're going to be doing to him? Every opportunity is putting him on the free throw line. Like, the, what do they have to lose? Doc knows this. Doc understands absolutely positively the way to get at Brooklyn and to get at Simmons is to put his ass in the free throw line. Now, I, I don't know what 
uh, the, the the prop market will offer and and how to bet this, whether it's free throw attempts, like you know how to how to uh, handicap this. It might be that that you want to play Simmons under props because maybe um, that the, the Jock Vaughn will keep them on the bench in the fourth quarter if they're up and they don't want to subject them to the humiliation in front of that Philly crowd. But I, I if I'm Philadelphia, a Philly fan. And, and 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 I know what I'm up against with all my guys missing this game. If he's not on the free throw line 15 times in the first half, I'm going to go to the ticket window and ask for my money back. Uh, House, in case you're wondering, points, rebounds, assists on FanDuel for Simmons, 24 and a half. It's a pretty reasonable number. Raheem, any interest? It did get a little high. I think it opened up at 21. I think I'm going to look at... Like what's his rebound? I think his rebound prop is six and a half. The rebound prop for Mr. Simmons at minus 138 is six and a half. I mean, he got eight against, I think he got eight against the Grizzlies, 13 against the Nets. I mean, you're looking at, I mean, when you look at the Sixers team right now without Joe Wilton B, you got Paul Reed, you got Montrezl Harrell. I mean, how many, like, are you really afraid of those guys? In terms of just snatching, you know, dominating the boards, so it's just like I, I, I I'm kind of looking at his rebound prop and, and and maybe looking at his points. He's he's at eleven and a half points. Eleven and a half points. I'm actually thinking about playing Ben Simmons minus one eleven. You guys are bad you. influences. That's all I'm going to say. You guys are bad, <laughs> bad, bad, bad influences. Because I'm now thinking about this. Thank you. And I got to end it with this. So I went to the Syracuse Richmond game yesterday. They're laying three and a half. Syracuse looks like they're going to win by six. House, they don't play defense on the final possession. Oh, Kid no. from Richmond pops the wide open three. Boom at the buzzer. I walk out of that arena miserable after an overtime win. Can't make it up. I, oh, I, man. I, look, all I can say is you have nobody to blame but yourself betting on college basketball. That's In what November. kids do. That's, and guess a- what? Syracuse yeah. plays St. John's tonight. You know what I will do? Bet on college <laughs> basketball in November. On that note, Raheem Palmer, Joe House, love you guys. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy enjoy Thanksgiving. the day. Raheem, enjoy it. Great job by the War Gone Warrior. The boys are out. We'll be back next week. All sorts of pods coming up later in the week. Be good, everybody. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like Ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.